Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk all about what sellers need to do when they are handling multiple offers. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, hope you are doing well and uh, welcome back. We missed last week because it was family day and we just, we couldn't really get it together to do it. Well, we shouldn't. We should have we were with our families. Well, you you were. I was in a car for yeah. seven hours <laughs> with, with your my family. family. <laughs> Not much tighter you can get than that. Yeah, that's yeah. about uh, as <laughs> family as it gets. <laughs> but yeah, no right to take off um, last Monday, although uh, where I was, they don't have family day. I thought it was a national holiday, oh, no. but it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, uh, I think it's called something different in a few provinces, and then not all of them have them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're here now. We're here now. And we're going to talk about um, how to handle multiple offers if you are the seller. Uh, but yeah, let's just catch up a little bit on what's going on in the market. It's a huge inventory pickup. Yeah, so, and this is what we see every year, I mm-hmm. think, is uh, in Ontario, is after that Family Day Monday. So last week, there's just a massive um, listing of new properties for sale, and we did see that last yeah, week. Yeah, did. just it, I don't know what percentage it went up by, but it's there was nothing. There was a drought. <laughs> yes, and uh, and then last week there was uh, there's been a lot. Yeah, and the other good thing is there's actually been some good property. Because <laughs> sometimes you just see a bunch of crap come on the market, but I would say, you know, there, I, I haven't seen a lot in one area per se. It does seem to be dispersed. So you may not see it so much in your neighborhood, uh, but sort of throughout, you know, the whole MLS, we've definitely got more inventory. Mm -hmm. So and be interesting to see now that that there is that greater inventory. What does that mean? What's going to happen with like on offer nights or with, you know, multiple parties interested in the same property? Um, So I guess for those properties that came out last week, offer days, Today, tomorrow, maybe yeah. some Wednesdays. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think at the same time that listings come out last week, so do new buyers. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I yeah. don't know that the impact is going to be even recognizable. No, um, and it usually isn't. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, in theory, people have more to choose from. There are mm-hmm. a couple of buildings that I'm working in you know, with clients right now where I've seen they've gone from, you know, a listing every three months to two or three in the last month. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. But again, nothing unusual there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just looking today as we speak, there's 50 new condo listings downtown um, today, which is probably 50 more than we had all yeah. the last month. Yeah. So that's good to see. And they're, you know, some of them are decent. So it's yeah. like a decent property, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to, you know, the whole inventory crisis, which we're still seeing from buyer's perspective. Obviously, that benefits sellers. And they have pretty much, they can ask whatever they want and they're getting it. Right. It, it's still a seller's market. Still a seller's market. So that leaves us with, uh, you know, some discussion about what sellers might want to do 
um, and how they should be handling multiple offers or how they should be handling listings in general, yeah. their listings, and, right. and, you know, as a result of that multiple offers and how to make sure that that benefits them. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first part of that that I have a conversation about with clients is the determination of whether we're going to um, pursue a strategy of setting, asking a um, low-ish offer price and setting an offer date or not. And yeah. so, you know, the whole anticipating multiple offers is in the conversation right from the beginning. Um, and I, um, you know, it, it uh, is different across the GTA, but generally I, I still am seeing a lot of offer dates. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you advise your clients in just making that decision when they're listing a property? Do you kind of do it based on timing or their neighborhood or their condo? Yeah, I think you have to look at kind of the norm or the history, the pattern where you are. And so because there would be expectations, I think, by agents who work that area and kind of building and their buyers. Um, I think it depends on recent activity. I think it depends on what it is you have to offer. If it's something coveted versus, you know, not. Um, I think there are a few things that go into the discussion. Mm-hmm. So history and the product itself. What about you? Yeah, I'd say the same. I mean, I think the timing's a big thing, too. Yeah. If I was to look right now, I bet, I'm making this number up, I bet 99% uh, yeah. of properties are listed with an offer date. Yeah. And then I also feel that um, I kind of feel that that there's no harm in setting an offer date um, and worst case scenario you get nothing or you get nothing acceptable on offer date you've tried and it didn't happen yeah like there's no harm in doing that and then changing your strategy when it doesn't work yeah and that's the thing I think mm-hmm. I um, think there's no stigma no not anymore yeah not I anymore. agree so so I say why wouldn't you why wouldn't you try it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the scary thing is for people um, is that they, they really need to have a bit of faith. If you're going to have an offer date um, and you're expecting multiple offers, the key to this whole thing is having it priced appropriately. Right. So priced appropriately means if you want to get the traffic, you have to price it mm-hmm. low. And if you don't price it low enough, it'll backfire. Mm-hmm. And so if you think the property's worth let's say 1.2, and you list it at 1.1, it's not enough. Because mm-hmm. people yeah. will then go in and think, oh, it's already at 1.1. Why? Well, I, I don't want to spend 1.3 yeah. for it. But you get awfully tired looking at everything at 9.99. 9.99. But, you know, it seems to work. It seems to work. Um, now, the other conversation I have right at the outset is, you know, this is what's going to happen if it doesn't sell on offer date. Exactly. And these are the implications of setting of, of setting the strategy yeah. and setting it low. Um, yeah, and but the, overwhelmingly, I don't think those ne- neg- those implications are negative. No, and I think that you know, to be honest, like the lower you, the lower you list it, the better your chances are of getting what you want. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of, um, and we've kind of jumped right into this topic mm-hmm. without really kind of having any structure to it, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of people that think, well, I'm not taking 999. I'm not listing it Right, at and that. by suggesting we listed that doesn't mean that I think you should take that. That's right, mm-hmm. but they get confused, and mm-hmm. they think, well, and it scares them. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we only get, you know, a million and 50? I'm not taking that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why people sometimes don't want to do it, because they, they just don't understand. It doesn't yeah. mean you have to take that price. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I'm, uh, I have a listing coming out this week, and... 
I would say it's not the norm in this location to set an offer date. Um, there's a little bit of it, but probably overwhelmingly, uh, sellers don't choose that strategy. Well, I'm, I'm getting them to do it. Yeah. And, like, we'll set a new bar. Yeah. And um, why not? And why not? It, the, yeah. In a week, we'll reset it if we have to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think if, you know, and the reality is if you price something low enough that, if, let's just say, use your unit, for example. Let's just say every unit in there, similar unit is sold for a million. And you list at eight ninety nine or eight forty nine, and you don't get the traffic and the offers and, you know, the, the, the same kind of an offer as the last every other unit is sold, then something's probably gone awry, right? It's unusual that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of a sudden you would get some lowball offer mm-hmm. when everything else in the building is sold for. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about places selling for over asking, oh, I don't, that went 400000 over asking, you know, we like to remind people it doesn't really matter what it's sold for, how much over asking it's sold for. It's, it's all about value. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost too like it doesn't really matter what asking price you set because agents mm-hmm. who are familiar with and have motivated qualified buyers for what you're selling, they know what it's going to sell for. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to, if it's worth 1.2, they're not going to all of a sudden right. give you 1.8. Right. And they're not going to be fooled by the, you know, 849 list. Yeah, That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly, I feel the same way. Um, it's just trying to sometimes, I think, wrap people's heads around it. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I have clients, seller clients that say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to participate in that. I feel bad about it. And it's like, well, that's I've how had, it is now. That's how the market expects you to list a property. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've had that conversation too. And I'll say, so what's our, what's our objective here in listing mm-hmm. house, your, your house for sale? What is your, and they're always going to say to get the most money possible. Right. And I say, okay, here's my educated and experienced advice telling you, this is what's going to get you the most yeah. money possible. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Worth a shot. Yeah. Um, and so, you mean, you may not like it. You may be uncomfortable. It may make you nervous. Yeah. But, you know, it's tried and true. Let's try and true it. Yeah. And so, you know, let's say for argument's sake, uh, as the example we use, you list for 849 Offer day comes. You get two offers. And the highest you get is 925 but you know all day long the place is worth a million. Um, what do you do? Well, first of all, I have clients who don't know that um, when they have a place for sale that they have three options. They can um, reject all offers and just not sell. They can sign back any offers, which means um, you know wanting to work with them and suggesting some changes, or they can accept. So I have to. I'm surprised by the number of times I have to have that conversation. Just because you get an offer, you don't have to accept it. That's right. Um, so that's the first. Conver- that's surprising to me that I'm still having that conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you get a, a number you're unhappy with on offer date, you don't sell your house. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You the, you have the power. And this happened to me a lot of times where I've set an offer date and only one person's offering. Right. And in this case, they say, you know, it's listed for eight forty nine. I know it's worth a million. They know it's worth a million. 
and they're the only offer, I will generally say to them, we're not taking anything less than a million. So right. if you're, unless you're giving us a million, don't bother. Right. And so most even of the time they will. Even if there's only one offer. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, smart agents working together for the mutual benefit of all parties are going to come to a, a realistic conclusion. Yeah, as so long they're going to know. People. They are, they're they're going to know. You only set that price to track attention. For some reason, you only got one. But uh, without getting the number that it's worth, your sellers are not going to sell. And if you say that to an, another, they, could, they totally get it. Yeah. Because I know that you've had even recently experiences where there was an offer, no competition, and they came in, you know, above board. Yeah. Way above uh, asking price. So, yeah. 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 I think they know we're just going to relist anyway. So Right. Right, better op- better chance of being successful that night. That's right, night. exactly. So, um, you know, come offer night, if you either get, you you can either get no offers, one offer, or more than one offer. Um, and uh, your reaction to them, it, you're, the seller is in, is in the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so let's say, you know, the you can't negotiate the one offer, two offers you have, and you your seller says, you know what, we know it's worth more than this. What do we do? Mm-hmm. We just turn around the next day and we relist it mm-hmm. with no offer dates. So it's very common. It's not a problem. It's no big deal. It was eight forty nine, but now we're listing it for nine ninety nine because yeah. we think that's what it's worth. And there's no stigma to that. None. Um, you know, agents and their educated buyers know that you tried a strategy and for some whatever reason it didn't happen on offer date. And now, wow, look at it, it's listed at around what it should be. And that is a good point you bring up is because a lot of people will say, well, it didn't sell on offer date. Obviously, it's not worth that amount. Yeah, no, no. It's no, not no. the case. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And they just know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. But sometimes buyers don't. So, mm-hmm. how do you educate your buyer that just because they didn't get five offers doesn't mean that it's you know it's not worth the price we think it's worth well i i think everything in this business comes down to education so you just you show them the stats you show them the comparables and and uh, talk about how this process works and 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 what's going on? What do yeah. you do? Same thing, yeah. but I hear it all the time. It, yeah. I do find it kind of frustrating. People think, oh, well, here's our chance to get a steal, a deal. Right. Well, no. There's no deals. No. No. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a deal in the Toronto real estate market in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not a big deal if, if people will just relist it. And if you don't want to pay that, somebody will. Mm-hmm. Maybe now it's not going to be immediately, but it might take a couple of days, but it'll sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, the reason why it doesn't sell on offer night could be a bunch of things. It could be... Um, number one, that it just fell through the cracks. That happens sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why, but there, are, you know, certainly I've listed properties that are on fire, and I've listed other ones that I think this is going to be fantastic. And it's like you hardly get any showings, and you don't really know why it just came out at the wrong time or got overshadowed by a couple that similar properties that are just so fabulous that mm-hmm. yours was diluted. I mean, these different things happen. It could be on offer night. There's lots of other product available for offer on the same night. And they're People just are maybe, torn, yeah. yeah, more attractive than yours. It also could be from buyer fatigue. We do see that, I would say, at the end of each sort of busy season or people are like, forget it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do Not it. The time, yeah. So there's lots of reasons why it wouldn't sell on offer night, but it doesn't mean that it's not worth that price. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you relist it. And it sells for, you know, or you're still not getting any action. Weeks go by, nothing's happening. Well, then maybe you've got a pricing problem. But Mm -hmm. quite often what will happen is 
we relist it the next day for the price we think it'll sell for, and it goes within days. Often in multiples. Often in multiples. Yeah. 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 Don't you think fine? Always. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, kind of circling back to where we started, why not give it a go? Yeah. That's, what, that's how I've come to see it. I started out... You know, not so um, strongly feeling about it. But now, yeah, there's no harm. If you have, you know, if you have the time to readjust in a week, you know, as a seller, if if there's no urgency to, then I think, why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, well, first, I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of why we do offer dates, because I think this is really important from the seller standpoint. the number one thing I would like to emphasize about why this is such a successful strategy is because it's done in a week. You know exactly what it's going to sell for more, like we're assuming again that it's going to sell on offer night like most things do. So instead of just throwing it out there and waiting to see what happens, you know it's going to sell next Monday at 7. Mm-hmm. And for buyers that are, or sellers that are in a rush, that's mm-hmm. really valuable. Yeah, I mean, without... Um Without creating some sort of sense of urgency, yeah. the thought of something just sitting for sale like eats at me. Yes, mm, sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and I think it's because we're we're mm-hmm. so conditioned to having everything sell within mm-hmm. four days. It's mm-hmm. hard to. Mm-hmm. But that's nice if you you know if you've bought something first and now you're feeling the squeeze, mm-hmm. you know, and and your options are either low low give it a low price and take an offer date or list it for what it's worth, option number one is, is going to speed the process up yeah, like, and yeah. give you a real sense of yeah. calm because yeah. you know, okay, next week it's going to sell and it'll yeah. be over with. Yeah. And so coming with that kind of speed of action um, are a lot of implications that are advent- other implications that are advantageous for the seller. So, you know, your inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, I love it when um, listing homes and they're vacant. Oh, so, you know, yeah. that's nice. But so for some situations, that's obviously hard. But so, it, you know, having an offer date minimizes the pain yeah. of having to be out at, entirely, if you can, please. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, having to keep it neat and tidy and clean and getting out for appointments. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So there's a great convenience factor to the short-term pain. There really is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I often tell my clients, um, you know, and I, this may sound bad, but you know, go rent an Airbnb, Airbnb, get out, get Mm. out for five days, give me five days, Mm -hmm. go live somewhere else, go stay with family, Mm -hmm. do whatever you need to do. Because the benefit of of having an offer date and listing it low is that it's going to be busy. But the disadvantage of doing that is it's going to be busy. So you can't live there Mm -hmm. because you may be getting showings all day long. Um, and you, we want to make sure that people can get in and out at any time and there's no disruption. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're there telling them, well, you can't come at this time mm-hmm. and the baby's sleeping at this time and, you yeah, know, grandma goes to bed at this time and, like, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are pros and cons to that, but I think it, overall. And, the, you know, people have pets. Mm-hmm. Like, the pets have to go. You can't keep them in the house. And so you all move out somewhere for a few days, come back when it's over. It makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, there's not that weird feeling of people being in and out of your house all the time and you have to get out so someone can, else can come in. It's like they're just all in there all at once mm-hmm. and you're out and mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't feel yep. as personal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we think, uh, you know, for the most part, I think it's a lot easier for people to do it that way. Um, we also love the benefit of 
once you set an offer date and chances are good you're going to be in competition, the ball's really in your court with respect to what closing you want, the terms and conditions that you want. If right. you, it's your game. It's your game. Yeah. It's you set everything up so that people are going to give you everything that you want in their firstborn yeah, child. Such an too. enviable position. It like, is to be doing that right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas you know you don't get that same type of urgency with mm-hmm. if you've got a you know yeah, general more offer. negotiation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, chances of you having a firm offer are obviously very good. So on offer night, it should sell firm, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right, because hopefully you've provided a home inspection. Hopefully you've done all the things that you need to do so that any offers that come in are going to be firm, and it's done. It's a done deal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, with regard to handling the actual offer presentation, you know you've got, as Leslie mentioned, different options. You can sign them back. You can reject them. You can accept one. A lot of times we get into the situation where people get a whole bunch of offers and they want more money. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a prerogative of yours. If you're the seller, you can not be happy with what you have and ask people to come back with an improved offer. And we do see that. I'd say 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. I get that. In my experience, it's less about the seller wanting more money. And more oftentimes, it's the seller being unable to distinguish clearly between two or more offers. So they're, in other words, a couple are so close or they have differences that they can't distinguish between. And so they really want to go back to a couple to make them each one stand apart more. Mm. It's less, more that than wanting more money. Not, not in my case. Mm-hmm. For me, I find it's people want more. They just want more money. So they see Both that, on they, the buyer they side see and the that they've side. got multiple. So then they like get. They're like, oh, geez, this is more than I thought. Well, let's see if we can get a little bit more. Yeah, I have that, but not, not, yeah. not as much as the other. I really try to advise my clients to not do that, mm-hmm. right? So Well, you will have told them beforehand kind of what its current market value is. Yeah. So, I mean, you've educated them and prepared them. Then this is just an emotional greed reaction. It, it is. And it's it's terrible and I think it's just bad karma Mm -hmm. Um, so you have that prerogative as a seller you can send people back we often give out what we call offer instructions as the listing agent where we will tell people listen unless they're close and by close I mean X amount and I usually give people a thousand or two thousand dollars then we're just going to pick the best so bring your best and that's the advice I would give to my clients I don't like to send people back I don't like any of that, I like to make it wrapped up, yep. get it wrapped up quickly, treat everybody with respect, um, and that's how I do it. You know, certainly we've all, I mean, you and I, I'm sure, have had absolutely hideous experiences. I, I had, I'll just share one I had last week. This was just, just so brutal. There were three offers, apparently three, that I was put, so I was representing the buyer. They were, offers were going in at noon, but she wanted a midnight irrevocable Okay, first of all, why does anyone want a midnight irrevocable? Like, who's up at midnight? But anyway. (laughs) So, and then there were offers. There were three, apparently three offers. But then every time I talked to her, she kept talking about there only being two offers. So then it was all a bit suspicious. And this is an experienced agent. And 
she just disappeared. Wouldn't answer my calls. Wouldn't respond to any text messages. Eventually, she got back to me and said, and it was a bunch of excuses when she did get back to me. Oh, my client's in a meeting. Oh, my client has to put her. So at this point, you had given in your offer with noon with a midnight irrevocable? Yep. So it's hours later now. Mm -hmm. Not being able to reach her when I do, it's full of excuses. And then at one point calls back, can your client do any better? I said, uh, no, this is the best we have. Because um, you told me in your offer instructions to come that you weren't going to mm-hmm. send anybody back. So you, oh, oh yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I said, well, as per your instructions, no, because you told us, you know, just pick one, right? So then again, hours go by. I don't hear anything. Again, not responding. Um, at one point, I think said something along the lines of like, client is having a hard time deciding, um, and then. At like 11 o'clock at night, I finally call again and go, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. She's been busy. Um, so she's just decided that she's going to work with the other offer. I said, first of all, I thought there were three offers. Well, there were three, uh, but one of them backed out and never even told us, which, by the way, is totally illegal. Mm-hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden, yeah, then at 11 o'clock or 11.15 or it was, just let us. It was such an awful experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about... And she only let you know because you called. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then sold for way higher than it should have. Oh. So there was obviously something going on on the other end. Like it's Just the whole thing was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you don't handle things if you want people to ever work with you again. Um, and, I, and listen, it has... It means something, right? Like if that woman represents somebody else, I won't put an offer in on that. And I will tell my clients, look out for her. I wouldn't... I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't work with that woman again. Mm-hmm. So it does have an impact. And I think if you're the seller or you're the listing agent, you have to, you just have to treat people with respect. It's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, so there's, that does happen though sometimes. And, uh, you know, you have to kind of let people know they may send us back and they may not. But as long as it's done fairly, I think that's reasonable. What more can we ask for? And then if the agent is a nice person and doing their job well, they just make it really quick mm-hmm. and let you know right away. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you, you didn't win or congratulations, you're the winner. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the seller, I think, you know, you have some obligation to speed the process up a little bit, you know, don't hum and haw about it. You either like the price or you don't. Right. It's not that complicated. Right. right. And mm-hmm. uh, don't keep people hanging like this for 12 hours or whatever it was, because you're just not sure. Uh, because what we do I find, I think right now, is that there's a lot of really greedy people who think they should be getting more than maybe the property's worth. And they're just testing the market. And if they don't get X amount, then they're not sure they want to sell. And right. I think that's really unfair. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really how... We advise people how to handle mm-hmm. multiple offers. And, it, and it, at the end of the day, we have to respect our clients' wishes, and it is their responsibility. Right. Um, or our responsibility to do what they would like us to do right. and how they would like us to represent them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anything else to say about that? Uh, no. No. <laughs> the only other thing I was going to say is sometimes you get the odd person who, um, let's say you've got three offers, one of them is really, really high, but has conditions. Right. One of them is usually low, and the other one is is really good but and has no conditions. Right. Yeah. What do you generally tell people? 
Um, so my view on it is that um, when you have conditionally sold your house, you haven't sold. And um, so I'm always going to prefer a firm offer than a conditional offer. Um, and usually the numbers aren't that great a diff a gap. There isn't that great a gap mm -hmm. to make that hard. And m most people, I mean, ultimately we're there to serve our clients' interests, but most people understand that and, and agree with that. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, the same. I mean, there have been instances where it's just been such a discrepancy. If there's a huge discrepancy, it gives you reason to pause. Yeah. Um, you kind of like, well, it is an extra, you know, 100,000. Yeah. And then I think, you know, on the other hand, in this market where things are going crazy anyway and you have all those people you could go back to the next day maybe it is worth the risk for a hundred thousand right yeah mm -hmm. it has to be mm -hmm. you have to think about it mm -hmm. on top of that you have to know who the agent is i think yeah. and if they're reputable if the brokerage is reputable there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that yeah. that work but, in the you background know, that does bring to point that there is more to an offer than just that number there's like if there's conditions or not, but what the closing date is, mm -hmm. if there's any wonky clauses, um, you know things like that. Mm -hmm. The deposit, the strength of it, and what and if they included a photocopy of it. Exactly, so I, all of those things together are the offer. Yeah. Um, so if all of those, you know, they have to come out in favor of you know one overwhelming favorite, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, and I think uh, that's a good point. Is is you know if you're in this process and you're a seller try to take the one that has the deposit check attached, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And regarding that, you know, condition question, I think our job as uh, working for the sellers is if, if, an, if an offer was so much greater but it had a condition, I'd really want to, you know, have a good conversation with the agent that brought that offer to find, to get some mm -hmm. confidence or clarification mm -hmm. of, you know, the situation, because yeah. often it's explainable. Um, yeah. And if I feel, you know, if I know the agent and the answer kind of makes sense and the, the money's so much greater mm -hmm. and I think it would sell anyway in the next day if it fell through, then some, you know, more than ever before, I guess. Yeah. I'd be willing on behalf of my clients to suggest the risk. Yeah. But ordinarily, you know, no condition is going to get. Certainly on offer date on multiple situation, you're not going to be successful if you have a condition. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no question. If you're a buyer, keep that in mind. There's just not a chance. No. Mm -hmm. No. I don't, there's still not. Mm -hmm. some, some, some still aren't getting that, but that's absolutely mm -hmm. the way it is right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Well, that probably wraps it up, I think, in yeah. terms of giving everybody a bit of an idea of what they should be doing and how they should handle multiple offers and if you are selling you will be in multiple offers chances are pretty yeah. good yeah you know Hopefully. with the exception of a few mm -hmm. different pockets different types of product most people mm -hmm. this is their experience uh, okay great thanks for listening everyone we always appreciate it and uh, reach out anytime with questions you know where to reach us and of course uh, make sure you're subscribed so every week you can get the newest and latest and greatest. Um, also, please follow us on all of our social media channels at the Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. 
visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.